When fans or supporters fall in love with their team, the question of who will win isn't the first thing that floats through their mind. But at some point, this question is posed. Tonight is that point. Hello and welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining me once more on the On and Off the Pitch podcast. Pour yourself a drink, grab a few biscuits and lean softly into the warm embrace of your sofa. Today, the pod takes a look at two teams in the top five of the Premier League. That's right, top five, Liverpool and Spurs. We take a look at their top stars. We take a look at the top stats. We even take a look at Klopp and Poch, the bastions of the new style of football. I'm sure that there will be a lot of passion during the debate. Joining me once more on the bridge is Ty, a Spurs devotee. How are you, Ty? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Evening, folks. Good, good. And alongside Ty, Nick, a supremely confident and happy, upbeat and always the glasses full Liverpool fan. How are you, Nick? You don't, you don't know me, then. Good evening. Yeah. So I thought, before you get a good build-up, like a good build-up. You know, as they say, if you can't do my, it right... My, nickname, my nickname's Negative Nicky. Negative Nicky. Amongst, amongst the yeah. Liverpool fraternity. As he crossed the finishing line, he said, how do you feel? Well, I'm not too bad, you know. Could have been better. Anyway, let's get on with it. Um, number of questions about Liverpool and Spurs in terms of their third through the way of the season, performance-wise, style-wise, expectations, etc., etc. Um, I'm going to start with you, Nick. How do you feel your team have performed so far this year? Um, I'm, I'm quite satisfied um, with with how they performed. Um, you know, I'm I'm quite, I'm, I'm on an even keel personally. Um, a lot of a lot of the, the the fan base, the Liverpool fan base, from you know from speaking to them or reading you know different types of threads, a lot of them are, are worried about how we're not you know we're not blowing teams away and we're not scoring freely like we did last year. But for, um, the way I see it, I don't think you're going to see that. This this team's evolving simply because we've got a sturdy base now. We've got we've got a stronger defence, and the the way I uh, the way I kind of view it is. From the very fact that because our defence is weak, that means there's less chances for the opposition to get into our into our final third, which means there's less chance for our front three to spring a counter-attack. And so the fewer and fewer, well, the more times that Van Dijk and Joe Gomez snuff out um, opportunities, there's less chance for the opposition to push forward and for us to get in behind them. So... So I I I I'm not worried about you know the, um, the the number of goals we're not scoring or what have you. Even though ironically um, it was only about what was it? I think two two matches ago, at that stage we had scored more goals than we had last year. So so you know all you know it's it's all about perceptions, isn't it? You know, um, and statistics can tell you something else. So. Well, so I'm on an even keel. You're on an even keel, but you must be. God, you must be happy. You must be. No, 28, 28 years of hurt, mate. <laughs> Blood up, up in our face too many times. That's one big band aid, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't forget, we got we got to within three three games of 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 winning this thing, and you oh, know our last leader slipped. So. Okay. Um, yeah. Ty, how do you feel about how Spurs have performed uh, so far this year? Right, I mean, evening, guys. I mean, before I even start touching on Spurs, I mean, Nick, seriously, you are talking about 28 years of hurt. In the <laughs> 28 years of hurt. This is a man that's been, that has, has league and European Cup history to, to fall back on. In your lifetime, you've seen your team lift big ears. Yeah, you've seen you've seen your team lift the Champions League, and this man's talking about suffering. I support Tottenham. Now we can really talk about suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't listen know. to a Liverpool man crying about suffering about twenty eight years of hurt. These these guys have these guys have won trophies. You know, we're we're still trying to reach out. The last time Spurs were successful, I don't even think my dad had met my mum. Um, <laughs> You know, I've just never seen or heard anything like a, a Champions League final. So I think he needs to wind his neck in slightly um, and, you know, just 
live with the rest of us for a moment, albeit they're, you know, they're still challenging. Um, so that said, uh, sorry, Nick, I had to point that out. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no, I'm not, no, not going to argue it. That, that said, with Spurs, um, statistically, as you said, doesn't tell the whole story. Um, Tottenham, best start to the season they've had for years. Um, I'm not happy with the style of play currently. I think they're playing within themselves. I think they've done reasonably well in the league, shockingly poor in Europe. Um, and the, 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 the small pleasures that I've taken from Spurs this season I have, haven't come from the obvious, um, the Deli Alleys and the Harry Canes. And I know we'll touch on, on, on who's who le- a little bit later. But in terms of, of, of how I feel about how they've started... Um, I'm not as optimistic as I've been in previous years, um, and there are many factors and reasons for that. But I, I'm, you know, like Nick, I'm, I'm the jury's out for me. I, I'm, I don't know um, at the moment if we're even top four potential based on on what's going on around us, not even based on what's happening with Spurs. But that, that, that's where I'm at. It's, right. it's really interesting because I mean, you, you, right? From for for anyone, any team or any supporter that's not in the, the team's not in the top four. You know, everyone's craning their neck, looking up the league, thinking we've got to get close to this mark. We've got to be close to that team. Um, we've got to make sure we're in Champions League or we've got to make sure we're in European football. And Spurs, I think Spurs, what, they're third? What, now? now? Yeah, third or fourth? They're fourth? Yeah, I think they're fifth. Fifth? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. um, Arsenal overtook them. Yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool, don't need for those digs, Nick. It's all right, because he, he did say something about 28 years. Um yeah. Liverpool second, joint joint top on, in terms of points. Um, I would have thought that, you know, as, as fans of your team, you'd be happy. Interesting that Nick being glass half full, you know, slightly pessimistic, you know, worrying, thinking back to a time when you were close enough to touch it, but then the slip, the fall, the trip. And then with Spurs, who have, to be, to be honest, have been the talk of the town for the past two or three years. Certain players have been the talk of the town, you know, record goals scored by a certain individual, um, blowout performances in terms of the Champions League in previous seasons. And then this year, Ty, you say you're not happy with style, which is really interesting because everyone's talking about Pochettino being linked with Manchester United, talks about him being linked with Real Madrid, but you're not happy with the style. And Nick, even though Liverpool haven't blown teams away, the first thing you're really concerned about is defence. So it's it it it's interesting to actually hear that from other fans because being a supporter of a particular team or listening to other teams, all they ever talk about is that there is this there is this need to change the way football is played. That football needs to be more attacking. It needs to be more um, adventurous. It needs to be more um, stylistic and and but at the same time there's this cautious nature that some fans have about where their team sit and they're not happy with the performances or what they've seen so far for me any uh, I mean this is mainly it's not this it's not a Man United thing when I look at Spurs and Liverpool there are a number of other fans that are that are envious about the way Spurs are playing they're envious about the way Liverpool are playing they actually look at them and think, oh, well, I wish our team could play like that. I mean, even on the lot, the pod last time, um, Jessica was kind of literally crying at the way that Ericsson was within the game and moved the ball around. And she was like, oh, if only we had a player like that at Manchester United. So well, you, You've got Fredge. <laughs> you've got Fredge. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Fredge or Fellaini? I, I wasn't quite sure. Fredge, I'm, I'm pronouncing it the Portuguese way. Yeah, Fredge. 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 He, can't, he can't help himself. You know, yeah. we forgive the, we forgive the, the Liverpool fan. Yeah, I'll apologise. Well, I'm, 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 I'm mentioning a man's name properly. I'm respecting him, but I mentioned it properly. And you, no, you're trying you, to come you're talking, No, but you're trying to put him in the same category as Ericsson. That's, All where right. you <laughs> that's, that's where you got caught slipping straight away. <laughs> Rodney was just making a point that man, you haven't got anyone like that, and I was just saying, I was just putting a man up. Point of reference, but this podcast is not 
Man United or Jose focused. That right, sorry, more, sorry. That my mistake. My bad. Worry, my bad. I'm sure that in, in, in desperation, you'll try and pull the bogeyman in. It, you know, we're close to Halloween, so we need to do something. Um, Can I just stop you there a minute? And yeah. Just adjust your mic slightly. Who? I don't know if I'm... Are you hearing it as well, Nick? We're, we're, we're Rodney's mic's a little bit... Is it low? It's a bit close, a bit muffled. My mic's oh, muffled. Nice. No, it's okay for me. It's okay yeah, for me. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think I think it was probably the excitement of um, Eric being... <laughs> Been, been, been in, <laughs> mentioned in the same health as Fred. Yeah, yeah. I believe the microphone actually wanted to cut that out itself. It's not breaking. You know that they have smart machines. You know, I didn't bring that. Okay, you know. Um, okay, we talked about it, 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 both have the same perception in terms of being slightly. Pessimistic and you know unhappy. No, I don't, no, no, no. Oh, you're putting words in my mouth. You, no, you no, said no, satisfied. You know, I it's said not, even keel. Even though someone, your team's second in the league, and you're satisfied. Right. Come on, you're giving off a certain perception. You know, even Colombo. Yeah, okay, okay. Listen, that one out. listen, listen. Well, Rodney, you know, you choose who you come. You choose. You choose who you who you bring on this podcast. You can get another Liverpool fan who will give you all the oh it's great. Oh yeah. And Fabinho, he's gonna be the next best thing. I can't find Reynolds at the moment. He's on his um secret <laughs> service. Do you know that Reynolds would just literally be the Liverpool fa- the Liverpool fan that you've got on at the moment is realistic. Yeah, he's realistic and I can and I can assess if I can just give you one simple um um, example. So we've got Fabinho at the moment. From the from the very first game that he played, I said, you know what? He looks more like a Carrick than like a Mascherano to me. Right. Oh no, but he he's been bought as a destroyer. No, he's supposed to be blah 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 blah. And even up till today, I see podcasts and I see um, fans saying, oh, he's so great, he's so telepathic, um, he's telescopic limbs, you know, he's going to break down everything. And I'm thinking, the qualities I see in this guy is that he's good on the ball, he can pass, he likes to push forward. The one thing I'm not necessarily seeing that as an outstanding attribute is being a destroyer. And that's me being realistic about it, as opposed to rose-tinted. And because somebody somewhere said, well, yeah, he's coming in as the number six. He's coming in as the 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 the, the one, um, the deep-sitting um, midfielder. Um, that's the part he's going to play. So as far as they're concerned, that's what he's going to do. And it's like, no, but if you just look at the guy, you can see that he wants to push forward. You can see he's got a nice deft touch when he when he's passing the ball. Those are his attributes. He looks more like a Carrick or a Xabi Alonso than a Mascherano or a Kante. So you know, so it's about what kind of what kind of <laughs> what kind of fans you know you you discuss this with. Because some of them will be will be off in cuckoo land and kind of everything's great and fantastic and we've got world beaters all over the team. And others are more realistic. What you're saying, basically, in a nutshell, is that my circle of friends are limited, and um, I need to get out in the world more and talk to more. No, I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying. Well, recognize, recognize who's well, on, recognize we, who's we, on we, the we, podcast. Oh, well, fair enough. But you know, no need to have those kind of digs. Uh, right. Question. The most pleasing aspect of your team's play, um, Ty. I start with you. The most pleasing aspect. Would it be style? Um, would it be style? Would it be defence? Or would it be attack? Um, to be honest with you, I think the pleasing, as- the most pleasing aspect of, of our play um, is not so much of our play. I think our play slightly changed this season. Um, and I'm still trying to work out whether I'm happy with that, whether it's, po- whether it's a positive or negative will be reflected in the results. But in terms of my own personal preference, I'm still trying to work out whether I'm happy with that. Um, the, the, the most pleasing thing for me um, that's happened this season uh, is that we are in the position we're in, um, which is statistically one of the best positions we've been in for the start of a, 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 a league. Um, mm. And our goals haven't come from Harry Kane. Um, mm. And that, that for me is the most pleasing aspect of this season so far. Mm. Ty, Ty, just one question on that, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's, that style, 
Do you think it's intentional or do you think it's just um, a consequence of possibly the World Cup and, and, and things like that? Do you think if, if your style has slightly changed or altered or evolved, do you think it's intentional? I think that the evolve, I think it has evolved. I think the intention for it to evolve perhaps wasn't, wasn't um, foreseeable. I don't think that it was part of, of a process. I think that because the team has evolved, the style has changed, and I don't know if that was expected or preempted mm. or, or orchestrated, but what I do know is that um, the style of play has changed, um, and I'm still unsure whether I'm particularly that, that, you know, sort of passionate about the, the change that it's made. I, I am seeing a lot more power um, through the team, which I'm really happy with. Um, and I'm seeing a lot less flamboyancy in terms of our creative um, way of playing in the final third. So, you know, I, d I don't know if it's been sort of a thing where they've discussed it and said, well, you know, we're going to have to play with a lot more power and be a lot more robust in midfield and, and lose a bit of the, the, the flamboyancy. Um, but what I will say is that, you know, the team is more effective for me in the final third in terms of ball retention and... Um, uh, sort of like uh, having a uniformed approach and, and some sort of, um, you know, strength, strength and depth in character to, to manage games. And they talk about games management a lot now. But where I think we've sacrificed is is that cutting edge, um, you know, uh, off the cuff uh, sort of um, chances that we were taking. I mean, if you look at some of the goals that Harry Kane scored uh, the previous season and even the season before, um He's nowhere near getting any form of chances in that in the way to put away those types of goals. People talk about him being a little bit off the pace and being tired, and they're referring to the World Cup and whatever else. I'm not seeing the the chances. I mean, he's got um, he, he's not getting as much assists from from Ericsson at the moment because Ericsson's playing slightly differently because Moira's Moira's on the pitch. Moira is um, Lucas Moira is 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 for me again somebody who is an unknown entity. We're not quite sure if he's a striker. We're not quite sure if he's a winger. We're not quite, quite sure if he's an attacking midfielder. But he seems to be able to manage a lot more scenarios on the pitch than perhaps Pochettino first anticipated. And I think because of that, he's, he's, it's a good and a bad problem to have because it, here's the thing. When you've got too many midfielders that are good of a, of, of a similar type, um, that can disrupt the rhythm of the team. Now... Yeah there was a certain telepathic flow to Kane's finishing in the previous season. He knew the runs that Son was going to make. He understood where the ball was going to come from, from Ericsson. Uh, now Ericsson's playing in a slightly different role um, uh, across the front three. Um, and I think that Harry Kane is now facing the ball a lot more than, than, than sort of waiting for balls to be played into feet or played in ahead of him or played in front of him. Um, I mean, again, without sort of being personal, I can remember um, the way Harry Kane properly had uh, a, a particular uh, Liverpool defender by the name of Love in his pocket, in his pocket. And I don't think that that Harry Kane would get to treat Lovren like that in the current Liverpool team and with the current way that, that Spurs are playing in this season now, here and now. I don't think we will see that again. And, and I'm... I'm concerned by that. Mm. I mean, that's, I, do you know what? That's quite interesting, actually, to see. And, and, I mean, I, I, I mean, I watch Spurs, but not in terms of the, the, the detail. I knew that Mora's position within the team obviously was as as would change the balance with any team because Spurs were quite successful last year. But it was where you were going to fit him in. Uh, Ericsson just shows his his level of intelligence that he's been able to stay within the, 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 the Spurs eleven and operate in a different position because for some football players that would cause them some some form of distress. And then you what you'll get is the agent and there'll be leaks and then you know you get a certain section of the fans saying, oh you know, he was never like that before this person arrived. When what what you really want to hear is that challenge is good. And challenge in any form will make the person who's facing that challenge better, especially if they're a football player. So, but but I can understand why you're saying 
but the system slightly... the system's changed. The yeah. system's changed because he's tried to accommodate more of the same type of player. And and for me, I'm not sure if I'm 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 a fan of that. Mm. You know? Yeah. The, the, just what just a, my 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 view on it. I think I think Lucas Moore has got a lot to 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 to, to do with it. In that, prior to Lucas Moore, anyone that came on that pitch was to feed Harry Kane, was to serve Harry Kane. Obviously, you've got a little room to kind of do your own thing, but it's how do you fit in to make sure that Kane is 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 firing and has got service. Whereas with Lucas Moura, he's given you another option. That's another. There's something else for a, for an opposition to think about. In that, well, we saw it against Man U in terms of he can create something and and hurt hurt, hurt um, the opposition by himself, as opposed to all right, do a little trick and then see if I can get it in quick so Kane can get on the end of it, you know? So so in one way, you're causing more problems for for the opposition in terms of, well, do we concentrate on Kane or, but more is in good form or bloody hell, we all know that Ali can always um, 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 pop up with a goal. So, so it's good in that way. But like you said, it might mean that you're not seeing that kind of telepathic rhythm whereby do a little trick, get to the byline, Put in a good cross so that our main striker can bang in some goals. Mm, everyone um, knows. Everyone. Ev- everyone knows where they stand with that, don't they? Everyone knows. Right. Right. Do whatever I've got to do, but he's the focal point. That's but, that's slightly shifted now. So it, you know, thinking about what Nick has said, and it's it's Spurs were one of those teams, and that would always say they haven't got a plan B. Do you mean? It was like it was Harry Kane or bust. Yeah. Right now. Spurs have got a plan B. I think they're actually playing the plan B way because they know plan A. They've they've used it so well against any of the teams in the league and they've blitzed them. doesn't matter who it has been, whether it's been Chelsea, whether it's been City, whether it's been Liverpool, their plan A on their day will obliterate the opposition. So to see Spurs in the top four, top five, using a different system, without it being all about Harry Kane, for me, shows that, one, the Spurs of old have have developed and matured, and two, that they've taken on board that. they have. It's, it, that someone will always say that football players are intelligent or not intelligent, and it's all down to the manager and his staff. Everyone in that system, from the players right to the manager, have realised that they can't keep using Harry Kane in that way. So they have to kind of use an alternative um, system to get the same results. To have, an, to have an alternative way of playing without it being too detrimental to league position, for me, looks good. It, it, I... it, as an outsider looking at as, as Spurs, as a, as a footballer, footballing fan, it, it looks good. So I just, just add that also, I think Harry Kane, now I don't know whether it's just, you know, by luck or whether he's tired or what have you, that he seems to be he seems to be changing his role. Because if you look at England against Spain, that that demolition, those three goals happened because Kane was willing to be the provider, to draw the guy out, yeah, hold it up, and then play Rashford and Sterling in. Before, it was a case of, no, I get it, right, I'm going to lay it off to you, Rashford, and then you do what you got to do out there, wait for me to get in the box, and then you service me. That's, that, you know, that, that definitely didn't happen in that Spain game, and I see a little element of that it, when he's playing for Tottenham in that he's willing to drop a bit more into the 10, but not just like in a cursory way of, right, OK, well, I'm going to drop deep now, you know, and then I'm just going to lay it off and then I'm going to go back to where I really want to be. He's actually kind of playing it, playing people in and, you know, and, 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 well, I, I don't want to say play more for the team because he is a team player, but he, I think he's just appreciating more where he can be the provider rather than the focal point. Mm. I yeah. think that's, I think that's, that's right. I think that's right. I think that's spot on Nick, but I think the, the, the problem I find with that is that there's an element of his game that is not quite there that I, I as an individual prefer. Mm. Do you know what? Right. Um, I want to ask the same question because we, we've tied. You've given really good kind of insight in terms of how you feel about Spurs and looking at it from a different way. Seeing that the change of style isn't necessarily pleasing to Spurs fans, I'm going to ask Nick the same question. What's the most pleasing aspect of your team's play? Is it the style? 
is it defence or is it attack? <laughs> yeah, or you could say all three because I know you're negative Nicky, you know, well, so I, well, I just to change giving, that perception. I appreciate you giving me three options, but I'm going to choose the, the fourth one. <laughs> Um, your, your honor, um, in that for me, that it's, it's, I didn't put the fence on there. <laughs> it's it's the it's the balance. That's what's most pleasing for me. Um, the team seems a bit more balanced. Um, last year and the year before, I kept on saying that um, Liverpool they were playing like Hurricane Higgins. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're, we're attractive, sexy, um, um, playing off the cuff, you know, not planning any kind of plants or anything. Or, or how am I going to get to the? How am I going to get to the black down there? I don't know. We're just going to find that together. You know, they were playing like Hurricane Higgins, and I wanted more Steve Davis. And a lot of <laughs> well, this, this, no, but this, this is this is the term, these are the phrases and terminology that I was using on kind of like on, on some of the some of the Liverpool groups I'm on, and people were like, no, negative Nicky, oh no, man, that's great, you know, yeah. well, I want more Hurricane Higgins, blah blah blah. I'm getting more of the Steve Davis this year, in that it's a case of okay, we might not reach the heights of Hurricane Higgins or or of blitzing Roma in, in 30 minutes with five goals or something like that. We might not reach those heights, but I just I just as they say as they say, strikers win games, defenses win titles. You know? That's been banded around quite quite frequently um recently. Um and I, I'm all about winning titles. I'm not. I'm not. In, I'm not interested in. I'm not interested in. You know, golden, golden boot or oh, everyone loves us. And I'm not interested in that. Can you win us a title? What you do on that pitch, does it feed into winning us a title? So you can score a hat trick and score an overhead kick, but if there was a chance that you could have laid your teammates in, which means that lays down a kind of a blueprint of. Okay, when I make that run, so and so is going to lay me in because he laid me in before, as opposed to when I made that run, but he decided to do a Cruyff turn, flick it over the defender, and blast it in the top corner. Okay, that's great, but where does that leave me the next time I make that run? Is he going to do that again, or should do I have to hold back because I'd rather have the Steve Davis, whereby, yep, okay, you do that, you do this, and this is how we win. Obviously, there's a bit of creativity in there. Obviously, there needs to be a little bit of individuality that it's like, oh, bloody, I didn't see that coming. That's fine. But you need to have your, your, your meat and potatoes kind of football if you want to win a title. That's, that's so, all well and good, Nick, but you know what? I, I, interestingly, even though you're saying something different, you're actually saying the same thing. And I think what will happen um, is come the end of this season, um, you may feel slightly differently um, to how you felt about last season because here's the thing, um, you're getting a bit more of Steve Davis type football now, which is a bit more uniform, a bit more of, of, of uh, 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 an identity. People are kind of like working to systems and form instead of passion and sort of being sporadic and what have you. But then that passion and sporadic behaviour and the... Uh, you know, the flamboyancy and the whole, you know, we're just going to get there as a one for all sort of thing. That's the reason why Salah performed the way that he performed last season. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think that in the same way that the game management is changing the way that Harry Kane is performing, albeit, you know, there's still positives to take from that. Do you not think that Salah, now that, that things are becoming a bit more settled and a bit more Steve Davis, so to speak, um, do you not think that that's going to be a, a, a detriment to him? Possibly. I think I said as much, Ty, on, on, on this podcast uh, a few weeks back, in that the, 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 the question marks are still up there, whether, whether Salah works better in a, in a Hurricane Higgins world, or whether, whether he... I see, I see Kane as working well with Steve Davis... And I have an inkling that Salah works better with Hurricane Higgins. Do you know something? It's really listening to this, this, this Hurricane Higgins, <laughs> Steve <laughs> Davis <laughs> kind of <laughs> diet. It, you know what makes me laugh is just like Steve Higgins. All I could think of is the, the Western Tombstone with the gunfight at the OK Corral. I see Salah just being in that by the bar drinking whiskey, waiting for someone to come in and say, draw. The, the the interesting thing about both of, of your views is that both managers have learnt to play 
a plan B. Yeah. Klopp, who was seen to be flair, instinctive, imaginative, has realised you can get to title, um, you can get close to titles, you can get to cup finals, but you need to have a base to build it on. And when you when you need your more creative players, when you need your more um, flamboyant players to turn it on in the final third, they can do. But at this moment in time, we're going to do a little bit more Steve Davis. Pochettino, who's seen again like Klopp as the, 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 the torchbearer for this new kind of creative and innovative way of playing with young players and coaching them. Spurs got so, so close before in finals, so close, but they only had a plan A. Now they've got a plan. So both teams, both managers have had to go away from their original blueprint and adopt a more pragmatic, slightly more defensive. I'd even be so bold as to say slightly more Jose Mourinho look of how to move forward in the league. So they've embedded a base where they know they're strong because Spurs have got a very good defence. Liverpool have got a very good defence. Um, Spurs are more robust in their midfield. Liverpool have made sure that they've got more robust midfielders. And they've got strikers and attacking players up front that can at any given moment blow teams away. So it, it's, it's, it's comforting to see managers that are young who want to go in and have a slightly, as Nick would say, Hurricane Higgins approach. I like but when it comes to winning, yeah, I, I, like yeah I love it. I love it. You know, Hurricane Higgins is out there. He's, you know, he's, you know, from the hip, go out there, you know, shirt slightly ruffled, <laughs> tie not done, <laughs> constantly <laughs> smoking cigarettes, you know, you know, like that thing. blowing through one nostril. Um, there's a there is for me it's really really good because the media literally put these guys up front alongside Pep, and and when you look at all three managers, they all have the same style and they all have the same basis in terms of we need a strong defence, we need a strong robust midfield, but our attacking players can blow you away in the blink of an eye, and when fans of other teams who don't know any better talk about we need more um, creative play, we need more stylistic play, we need to get back to a particular way of playing. You, Nick, have said you've had 28 years of hurt because you want to win the league. Ty has been a bit deeper and said, you know, you can't complain about 28 years because you've won something within that time. Everyone talks about style. For me, the best style you can ever have is winning. And sometimes you have to win ugly, which is what Ty was saying. They've you've Spurs have sacrificed the flamboyant style for more power. Yeah. Sorry, Rodney. Can I can yeah. I just ask one thing? Just on that point, then, yeah. Ty. Yeah. Would you? Would you? I was going to say sacrifice it all, but that's not really. But would you? Would an FA Cup win be? Would you be happy with that? This with season an, with an FA Cup win. Yeah. Because my because just well okay I'll put it into context because my point my point is I'm not interested in all the periphery parts now I want a title I'm not even interested in Champions League I want a title so whatever needs to be done whoever needs to play whoever doesn't need to play I'm just interested but um some sometimes right sometimes we we win a game right Liverpool win a game and and um, certain groups, certain fa- that I'm, I'm in, right? They'll go, oh, we won two one, but we played atrociously, and 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 we weren't knitting together. And my point is, my thinking is, well, if we keep on playing like that, we're not going to win enough games to win a title. Whereas their argument is, we just won. Stop moaning. What are you moaning about? We won. Who cares? Who cares? You know, we won. We worry about that another day. We won. But my point is, well. I'm only interested in performances that are gonna that are gonna lead us to w- to win a title, and that kind of performance isn't. And I'm just curious about, in terms for, for you, are you all about the title, or is it all about j- just win something at this moment in time? I'm a Spurs fan. We 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 we're not allowed to be all about the title ever in my lifetime. 
we we can't be all we can't be all about got, the title. We, but you know, you've got a team that challenges. You've got a team that's challenged we, in the past two or three years. We've got a team that's challenged in the past two or three years, and Arsenal have had a team in the Champions League for the last twenty. Being participating is part of football, but it's not the passion that drives supporters to the ground. Um, they don't go to to watch their team play because they're playing. They go to watch their team play because of the expectation that they have. Now, would I be happy with an FA Cup? I'd be happy with any trophy. I'd be happy with the charity shield, right? Mm. But that doesn't mean I'd be happy with the way that the Spurs um, team are playing or the performances that they put in to get that trophy. And I think going back to what you were saying about, um, you know, uh, you just won, but you're saying if you if you continue to play like that, you wouldn't win. Well, if you continue to play ugly and win 2-1 for the whole season, you'll get that premiership title. Mm. Do you know, you know what I'm going to say? Try, try not to cut across you because the points that you... The next point actually was kind of similar to the point that I was going to ask both of you. Both both managers, both teams, attacking flair, intelligent football, right? Will this be enough in five years' time if either team hasn't won anything? Well, absolutely not for Spurs. And I mean, you know, just going back to, to what you both pointed out earlier on, um, the involvement of Spurs, and you, you hit the nail on the head, Rodney, when you were saying, you know, we, we, we're learning, we've getting a, we're getting a plan B, we're putting together a bit more of a strategy, and it's not just about energy and having good players up front who can put, put the ball in the back of the net. Um, we played uh, two games in 48 hours this week. Mm. And um, the first game, obviously, everyone knows, Manchester City, um, a team that has absolutely blown away 99% of the Premiership over the last season and a half with their style of play, um, having a solid base, etc., etc. You know, we we weren't far off of, of, of matching them on the night. Oh, um, well, once once I, Ali and Ericsson came on, you guys were putting them to the sword. Right, it was right. like, oh, if only these but, two could have started. Yeah, but interestingly, um, and similarly to, to the game against West Ham, for me, the best player on the pitch was Sissoko. The power so, and the pace. Right? Now, now this is a man, yeah, that two seasons ago, right, we would have given him away and paid his wages to go and play somewhere else. Now, all of a sudden, because we are now thinking more about being powerful and robust and having more of a base, as, 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 a, as you've both said, is required to achieve, not just having someone who scores 30 goals a season and someone who can spin on, 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 the, on the line and, and pass a player and dub up two man and stick it in the top corner. You like that one, Nick? Dub up. Yeah, that's that's all all good. But if you don't have the base, if you don't have the power and the strength and the strategy as well, then you are going to suffer. And now, I've been watching Spurs for as long as I've been allowed to watch football, right? And I'm telling you now, Spurs playing two games in 48 hours definitely is not going to result in any form of win in previous in the previous regime of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club because we just didn't have a plan B. If we lost on the Monday, we would have lost on the Wednesday and the, the strategy would have been exactly the same. And that's the difference. So I'm happy in that respect. But again, um, the, 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 like you said, if, I, if there's no trophy at the end of it, Nick, if there's no FA Cup, if there's no FA Cup final, um, then no, I'm not going to be happy with the change. And interestingly, we've now got Arsenal in the quarterfinal of the League Cup. Um, oh really? Yeah. yeah. So, so for me, yeah, <laughs> rubbing your hands. The interesting thing. I literally me, am. The interesting thing for me is: is do we want to win a trophy, or are we more interested in creating an identity? Because our, our manager, right, is is creating an ethos. Now, I don't know whether it's a smoke screen and he's doing smoke and mirrors with the media, but he's suggesting that winning trophies and winning titles isn't where Spurs are at right now. Well, I'll tell you what. I don't know who you've been speaking to, right? <laughs> right. But I, if, if, if Pochettino, as great and fantastic as he's been over the last five years, if Pochettino gets to the end of his tenure with Spurs and we are still potless, we may as well have had Andre Villas-Boas there managing because the end result will be exactly the same. Well, that's, that's my mentality. Yeah, well, do you know something? It's really strange. And it's not even strange. It is. It's interesting. It's but strange. It's just interesting because I'm in a camp where there's constant 
negativity about a particular individual and they don't like the style of play. They want to get this, they want him sacked. And they keep talking up Pochettino. He's going to come to rescue the club and other managers. And you guys have pe- trophies. You guys yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm just thinking sometimes, you know, you, you know when you, you, you talk to other fans that have not won anything for a while and you've not... Um, been in a particular competition for a long time, but you're in it and you've tasted it. And then you, you go and talk to other fans like QPR or Sunderland or Reading or Bristol. You know, and you just think, really? Is it that bad? Yeah. Is it that bad? So, oh, no, no. It's all relative, though. It's all relative. Because Sunderland, sorry to cut you, Nick, but Sunderland, you know, their objective at the, at the beginning of the season has got to be finishing above 17. They, you know, they, 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 they're not starting the season with aspirations of winning the league. Absolutely right. not. Because they know exactly where their position is in, in, in the league. Spurs, are they in a false position? Are we expecting too much from them? Are we expecting trophies when we shouldn't be? I don't think so. I think we've got all the tools and the ingredients to have an end result. And I think if we don't get that end result, it will lead to a, a failed tenure for Pochettino. As good as he is, it's, you know, Real Madrid sniffing around him. What for? What for? What What has he delivered? What, what What's on his resume that suggests he, he, he's got the credentials to manage Los Blancos? You know, you've got people talking about um, Pochettino like he's the next best thing. Well, I, I kid you not, I would swap Pochettino for Mourinho. Because if I, because 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 what I know about Mourinho is he is a serial winner, and that is not something you do by luck or by chance. Do you know something? Um, it's, it's strange to hear when people say they would have Mourinho, considering he's like he's like um, Belzebub right now, walking around well, the Premier League. I would have taken. I would have taken Mourinho. I would have loved him. Come on. Mourinho. <laughs> Rubbing my hands at this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I'm going to actually but, edit this and make sure I post a, this out on there's Twitter. A there's, a, there's a butt there, my friend. But sampling, experiencing what I experienced with Liverpool last year and to a certain degree the year before with the with the Europa League. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't want. I'd, I love that attacking. I love that Hurricane Higgins. The experience being in it, I loved it. But we're but, still potless. But, but you're still potless. And the reality... Still, you, were, you were in that system, but you held, you held on to your, your Steve Davis life jacket for love nor money. So which, 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 you know, Pochettino, I'm not being funny, Mourinho's got Steve Davis credentials written all over him, and 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 let's, and let's, and let's be and let's be realistic. And let, yeah, but let's be realistic. Yeah, he's got Steve Davis credentials written all over him. But let let's look in Steve Davis's trophy cabinet. It's not yeah, empty. Let's look, in, let's look in his cabinet. It's brimming. He's got more than Higgins. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Mm. So, Higg- so Higgins is probably trying to buy a pack of twenty. Well, the reality is this, right? It's what people what people always want what they don't have. And people always don't want what they got, and yeah. and 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 for some strange reason, there is a, a, an an echelon of football supporters who are getting a sniff every single year at a pot. We only domestically have four opportunities to win silverware, yeah, and both of you have tasted that in the last decade, and mm. yet both of you have still questioned whether you've got the right man at the helm. And both of you would still look over the fence at Pochettino and think, I'll have some of that. And I, I cannot... <laughs> Too much love by neighbour going what, on. What, what the hell is are you guys looking at? You know, you've got a man who has, has, has transformed Liverpool into serious title contenders in the same amount of time as Pochettino has been thrapping around, talking up Harry Kane and trying to say that he can't find nobody who'll play second fiddle to him. And yet, man, Real Madrid are trying to t- steal this guy away. Well, I'll tell you what, two seasons from now, if we're still talking the same talk, they can have him. Because the re- because they the won't reality, wait two because seasons. What the reality is, is I don't know what they want him for. Mm. They don't build teams at Real Madrid. They well, don't they need, they need, a, they they need a name. Yeah. That's what I they mean, need. They need I a mean, name. That, but, and that's all he is at the moment. Yeah, there's, they need no, a name. there's nothing behind Pochettino yet. And I'm, you know, for me, right? I was just as happy with the football we were playing under Martin Yo. 
Yeah, do you know something? Potatino and maybe Klopp to an element, but Klopp has won something. Yeah. It's, it's the title of the man who would be king. Ah, right then. You know? Yeah. He ain't quite king, but he would be. Yeah, maybe if you if he managed somewhere else. But interestingly, yeah. I don't think Pochettino would do well at Real Madrid at all because he, one thing he's not proven in is managing stars. You know what? The maker, it, but I don't yeah. know if he can manage him. He can make him. Right. We, I'm, I'm conscious of time. Very <laughs> conscious of time. Always. We talk so a lot. Ah, um, time is just a concept, man. I know it, man. It just grows, man. It just grows. Um <laughs> Two, two questions, um, if you could do quick answers for both, but be, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Does investment always reap rewards? And it, and it depends on what the investment is. And I'm not necessarily talking or limiting it to financial. Um, for, for me, very quickly on Spurs, um, investment doesn't always reap reward. Uh, we were doing far better financially um, and also in terms of performances, um, morale and, uh, you know, fan satisfaction when we were in the old White Hart Lane um, and we were happy to be challenging with potential. Now we've bought into a billion pound stadium and there's an expectancy for us to finish within the top four, challenge for the league, win silverware, um, so investment sometimes um, reaps uh, an abundance of pressure that if you don't have the right resource can actually prove a bit of a poison chalice. That's yeah, you know, I'm going to ask that question to Nick, but you know what, with the, the whole thing with Wembley, it has that feeling with like the, the home games? I'll tell you what, um, I went to uh, watch uh, Spurs at Wembley recently and um, I was, honestly, I wish I'd have stayed at home and watched it on TV. Um, you know when you see somebody when you know when you go out and you see that guy and all of his clothes are too big for him <laughs> all of them his shirt his trousers his jacket the shoes are like they're like flip flops on his feet everything's too big for him Wembley Stadium right is far too big to be a, a, a club football venue week in week out you cannot create the same pockets of atmosphere vibes um, so for me, we need to get away with, you know, as, as much as it's, it's like, you know, it's one of them situations, isn't it? It's the best house in a shit room and, and it's, the, it's, the, it's the best room in a shit house rather. Um, mm. you, you know, we're playing at Wembley, you know, and the, for me, the, 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 the sort of the glamour of that is, is rubbed off now. We, we want our own stadium now. We want our own identity back. We want the fans that live around the corner that ain't going to Wembley to watch it. And they're, you know, Wembley are giving away Spurs tickets to school, local schools. You know, there's a, there's a story that isn't being told. I'm not mm. a fan of us being there at all. Yeah. You know, I, to be honest, I, I, I watched a little bit of the game and um, the, 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 the NFL game that was there before. And you could see the lines. And, you know, I remember playing on, on park football and the lines were not right. And yeah. You, yeah you, you, the, the, the lines are moved and you think the ball's gone out, the ball hasn't gone out. And you think, yeah. what? And you got, you know, yeah, it, it's, it, it it's plays with, people think it doesn't play with your mind. It does. And I can get, you know what? I've, I've actually been to Wembley to support and watch Man United and I don't like the stadium. No. It's one of those stadiums where you just don't feel connected with no. anything no. that's going on on the pitch. No. So when people say they go to watch the box in there, I'm thinking, why? Because Why? I don't even feel connected. <laughs> I don't even feel connected watching football, yeah. and I love football. Yeah, but it's my gosh, a, it's just it's not a venue for 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 week in week out. You know the <sighs> terraces, the, the even the away supporters don't like it. I mean, you yeah. know, the novelty of getting your day out at Wembley, it really has kind of worn off. <sighs> no wonder the thing is, opponent. I believe the FA know that. They've made a rick in, in actually building this and designing it. It's, it's terrible. It yeah. should have been, for me, as far as I'm concerned, they should have built Wembley on the old Earl's Court, which they, that should have been an inter, uh, a Wembley venue with a should, roof. Wembley should be, Wembley should have been scaled down to um, a manageable stadiums because it's still there because it's where we've won the only World Cup. Yeah. And the national stadium, if there was going to be one, should be somewhere in the Midlands. Yeah, yeah. With great with great transport and 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 vehicle um, yeah. kind of links. Yeah, to... you can listen. You can get to Birmingham in a heartbeat. You could probably get to Birmingham quicker than you can get to Wembley. 
in London. Well, quite possible. Well, quite possible. But it's, well, well, it's not about London, though, is it? It's not London centric. Well, That's the whole yeah. point. It's about everyone yeah. being able to get get That's there right. and being accessible. That's where it should have been. If we are starting again, Wembley's got a, a, a vast history, so we can't get away from that. So to have some sort of semblance of it, fine. Chuck chuck fifty million, maybe a hundred million at it. And just do it up and make keep the twin towers. Why you would get rid of the twin towers? I don't know. Yeah, but keep keep all of that. Yeah, keep it there for posterity and and maybe for some you know for for really um, um, glam ties or what have you. But the majority of the stuff, if you're gonna if you're gonna plow eight hundred million into into a project, should have been in the Midlands somewhere, man. Yeah, you no. don't anyway. Uh, enough of that, right? Nick, with the question investment, or does it always reap rewards for Liverpool? Well, what do you well think? it doesn't. It doesn't always reap rewards, but um, but yes, it, it um, primar- uh, most of the time it does. Um, and then you've got to move on to the idea of um, what what how do you define um rewards? Is it just about trophies? Is it about is it about league position? Um. Is it about overcoming the overcoming certain odds? Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, investment plays a massive part, and especially if you're using that investment to rape and pillage other teams, you know. <laughs> then, then, then it's. Are, it's going are to... you talking about Man City? Or are you going to slide to get them? I'm, to- or I'm what? talking about Man City. I'm talking about Man U. I'm talking about Liverpool with Southampton. You know, you know, if you invest and you're and you're t- and you're cutting your opposition's legs. Um, legs from out underneath them with the money that you're investing, then it's going to reap. You know, you're getting double bubble, aren't you? You're, yeah, you're getting uh, you're getting a great player, and you're denying your opposition, your your rivals, um, that same thing. So I, I, I don't know how much time we've got. No, we've we've, we've got some time. Go ahead, go ahead. I was I was just a, I was just a little bit peeved about. I don't know whether you heard Ty about um, Gary Neville's um, comments about. Um, Spurs. Spurs being mm. flaky and spineless and pathetic over the last 30 years and what have you. And my point was, and I, this is what I wish that, you know, so many people got so many things to say on Twitter and whatever. I, I don't know how come someone didn't come back to him and say, so, Gary, um, Teddy Sheridan, when he scored that winner in the, in the Champions League final that allowed you to go down in history as a trouble winner, was he pathetic? When you, when you stole Carrick, when you stole Berbatov and he scored over 30 goals that season, I'm sure you won the title that season as well, Rodney. That, mm-hmm. that, 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 right. So that gave you another medal. Was, that, was he pathetic and spineless? I think, because... I, think, I think Gary Neville's comments, yeah. I think, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the problem with those comments, right, um, is that they're, they're, they're driven by emotion. They're not actually, you know, he's, he's let himself down by, by saying things like that. Because it's basically the reason why him and Carragher always seem to end up arguing on the TV. I mean, you know, there's a slight instability in in Gary Neville's comments about Spurs and and the way that they have developed or not developed as a club. I mean, you know, maybe so. And again, he's showing his age there. There was a time when, I, you know, I'm sure when he looks through the history books of United, he, 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 he might want to comment on how they were getting on in division, the old division too. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, it, it, these comments are, 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 are driven by emotion. There, there, there's nothing really tangible to those comments. I mean, you've just pointed out a handful of players that Man United have, 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 have built success on purchasing. But, you solved their problems. You solved um, um, Real Madrid's problems with Modric. You know, uh, Bale. Bale. Um, <laughs> but at the same, at the same time, I think, I think you know, the reality is, is that in football, this is what makes football great. People, people's opinions on other clubs, yeah, a lot of the time is based upon emotion. And 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 as a as a fan and supporter of one club to another, I don't think they really bothered me. I think you know, Gary Neville is is one of those people that. Um, he, he lives in, in a very, very small glass house um, uh, and he shouldn't throw any stones at all. I mean, he didn't do himself, a, a, a sort of light himself up in any spotlights when he when he took on management. So I think he should he should be uh, grateful for the opportunity that Alex Ferguson gave him to, to be a success at United. I don't think Gary Neville's the kind of player um, that ever attracted any interest from anyone outside of Old Trafford. 
So, and that's a fact. That's not yeah. an emotional <laughs> Do you know, do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to stop there. I'm going to, let me just, um, in terms of the point, we just, in terms of investment, right, if it reaps reward, I put a tweet out um, saying that we were going to record and, and the topic would be Liverpool. Um, I had a tweet response from Soban. Uh, Soban. Soban, thank yes, you. Yes, Soban. Uh, and it was basically, I said, um, looking at Spurs, posing and asking questions about how team, both teams have fared so far. His tweet was, how long does Klopp have to win a Premier League title? How long does he have? Because How long has he been there? Three years? Since 2015? Yeah, Especially yeah. after making a solid investment last summer. Surely should be a failure if Poch doesn't win a single trophy for Spurs having the golden boot winner from the World Cup and a talisman, Ericsson, Song, Ali, Lamella, Mora, Dyer, Toby, Trippier. I mean, he literally lists the whole team. Okay, so, so think, bad, so bad. No, no, but I think, no, but I think what Soban is saying... No, just to clarify, not to... I can't, you can't defend himself right now. It's just a tweet. Um, you've both kind of clarified both of the things that he said. Because when I asked the question about does investment always reap rewards, Ty said if he doesn't, by the end of his tenure, win anything, he might as well have gone to Real Madrid and Spurs might as well have kept Villas-Boas, but I don't think Villas-Boas would have probably stayed anyway. He might have been attracted to Real Madrid because he was that good. And as for Klopp, that's <laughs> true, as for Klopp, I, I, I mentioned that it, uh, many weeks ago, maybe at the beginning of the year, the fact that Liverpool could actually go and secure someone who played in the World Cup for £13 million. Pounds. 13 a seasoned international was shrewd business. Anyone else that was buying a player from the World Cup, anyone, doesn't matter who they were, going to have to pay £35 million. Easy. Fee, agents' fees, salary. So... Uh, the, 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 the fact that other other fans are looking at both teams, Spurs and Liverpool, there is an element there is an element of envy, there is an element of jealousness because they they're hoping that both clubs don't succeed because it will be uh, an, another um, reason to throw. You spent this amount of money, you bought this player, this is what you've done, and you let, and yet still you failed to win. The investment part from Spurs is that Spurs have been very good in terms of their player development. They've invested in their player development. But as you said, you can invest in many different ways, but you expect to reap rewards. And I think when people look at the example or the benchmark set by um, Gary Neville, David Beckham and, and uh, Paul Scholes and the rest, that they were a freak generation that came through a cluster almost like a comet traveling through space that hit earth with superhumans at the same time that they were fortunate to stay together and grow together and build something together and 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 go on that isn't necessarily going to be replicated in every team despite teams saying that they're going to spend money on their youth development that they as you say nick plunder from other teams like Southampton, like Manchester City doing whatever they do in terms of getting players from all over the world that they, that they do. It is really, really interesting for me to see that, that, that there are certain fans that are aware. And it isn't just that they're looking at their own club. They are looking over the garden fence, seeing what kind of knickers Pochettino's wearing because they like him, because they're fed up with the manager they, they've won. They want to get that brand new television. They don't yeah, want the television anymore that's just, um, you know, free view ready. They want 4K. I think the Pochettino thing for me is a little bit like Father Christmas, man. I, you know, everybody wants to see him, but no one really believes he exists. He, 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 he is not for me until I see our captain lift a pot. Yeah. He has not done his job. He's, he's, there's been progress. I'm not going to dispute that. Um, I think that with progress, though, comes greater expectations. And I think that you cannot separate the two. You cannot you cannot spend the club's money, train, bring all these young players through, develop them to a point where you're selling them off for 50, 60 million pounds to your rivals and then say, well, we're not really interested. And you can't, in, in winning trophies, that's not all we're about. You can't talk that talk for too much longer. 
How much yeah. longer do you think Pochettino can speak like that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I think you're being a little bit selective, Ty, because Pochettino has also come out and said, when did he say it? Did he say it at the end of the season? When did he say it? He, met, he, met, he did it at a certain milestone where he's kind of said, we need to we need to invest. We need to, if we really want to kick on at, at Spurs, we need to, this is the time to actually invest. He, so he has he has been outspoken in saying, you know, if you want me to go to the next level, I need a little bit of help here. Now, yeah, and I think look, there's, I think that's fair for him to say. But the reality is this, yeah, is that um, I'm pretty certain that Claudio Ranieri had a similar conversation when he get, went to Leicester. Mm. Yeah. I, I, do you know what? I, if, I, I could, I, if I could drop my mic now, I would drop it. Because, <laughs> because that's the reality. I mean, people keep banging on about Pochettino. How long did Ranieri get? How long did it take him? How much money did he spend? What? What do you mean? When Leicester won the league? What? Come on. Look. The reality. Yeah, but, but, but Nick, how many teams have won the league? The Premiership. You know, yeah. when you're talking about success, when you know, you just said just now on this same podcast, if I could press rewind, I'd press it. You want that title, yeah? You want that title, and if Klopp doesn't deliver that title to you in the next two to four years, no matter how well he's done, he will have failed. I'm not disputing that, but I'm just saying, don't use Ranieri as as any sort of measuring stick. Why well, not? But okay, I'll give you the reason. I'll give you the reason. His nickname was the Tinker Man, right? Yeah. And for that whole season, he didn't tinker. He let okay. the, he he let he let the, he decide. He said, "You know what? I'm not going to touch this." They play. They have a certain way, and towards the end, he, he became a bit more Italian. So they kind of they won one nil towards the end to to see it through. Right. The next season, he stuck. He went back to how he usually is, where he was tinkering, and he was gone. Yeah, but that's not what we're focusing on. What we're saying is, we're saying Pochettino is in the middle of a project. And what I'm saying to you as a fan is, is that project needs to come to an end. Every project manager must have an end date to his project. And at that end date, there must be some form of result. And and this is a results business. And and the only thing we can go for is trophies, bro. And isn't Pochettino's argument, if you want me to get to the end of this project, you need to give me the investment. Listen, every, now, every man can ask for a little bit more to get a little bit further to where he wants to get to. But there is a certain individual, and, and this is why Ranieri comes into that equation, he didn't ask for nothing. Yeah, he just came in, he came in and he'd done a job and he delivered to, to Leicester something that they probably will never, ever get again. And... In quick, sharp time, I don't think that Spurs will, in all the time that Pochettino's done well, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful, but the reality is this year, it's a, it's a results-based business. Yeah, and I don't see why people are, are, are climb, climbing over each other to get hold of a man who hasn't actually, who's got potential. And I know a joke about the difference between potential and reality, but I can't share it on this podcast. <laughs> Do you know what? We are at time. We are at time. The question. Nah, right? man. The yeah, question. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Nick, Nick wants concept, to respond. Listen, it's just my, a concept. I, I, yeah. Still, uh, yeah, because he's had his dinner. I haven't had mine. He's had dinner. Yeah, he's had his dinner. <laughs> yeah, jerk rice. Um, you can't eat your jerk rice. Jerk rice. Don't worry about yeah. Me. yeah. And um, um, quick answer. Um, will Spurs win the league at some point within the next five years? Um, no. Same to you, Nick. Liverpool, next five years, will they win the league? Yes. See, yin and yang. Um, (laughs) Right, I'm going to say thanks to everyone who's listened. I hope you've enjoyed it. It has been a very, very interesting debate. There was so much that we didn't even touch on because I've got statistics galore. I might have to bring this back for another outing. Who knows? Soban, thank you very much. Um, We might have to get Frags involved because that will make it real. I actually think Frags need to be involved in the next one and I might just go and make myself a long cup of tea. Yeah, Frags has has got a different outlook to Liverpool than I have. Frags is is the glasses overflowing. You've no idea. And him and and, um, Reynolds, 
let's leave it at that. Okay, I, don't think I can handle too much of the. Uh, the, the yeah, we need to find another Spurs uh, um, um, lieutenant so that we can have a, a, a round of debate. Right, I'm going to say thanks again for everyone who's listening. Thanks, Ty, for joining. No problem. Thank you yeah. very much. For having me. And I see, I hear Nick laughing. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, I was just going to say, you said you, 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 <laughs> you said you need to find more Spurs, Spurs fans to put oh, in. I said there's loads stop wandering, this, stop I'm, I'm thinking, there's loads wandering around Wembley. There's loads knocking around that stadium. Looking to try and get in. He's a menace to society. bulletproof gun up <laughs> okay if you guys have any questions or comments for the podcast please send them to at on and off the pit p-i-t-1 or at rodney underscore cyrus with a c please 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 i hope you enjoy um yeah you'll you'll be hearing from us very very soon bye for now i'm gonna try and get myself some of that uh, jerk rice <laughs>